Hour of Devastation is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. If you like what you hear and want to show your support, head over to patreon.com slash hour of devastation. A pledge to start from as little as one dollar. Thanks. Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Cavern podcast where we talk all things Magic the Cavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Not very good. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hate this country so much. Yeah, me too. Uh, Me too. Let's not. There was an election last week, and Uh, it was, uh, yeah, like quite probably the worst possible result. Um, yeah. Yeah, it really was. I mean, I don't want to go into into it too much. I imagine if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or follow either of us on social media, you'll probably know how our political leanings lie and how very upset we are with this current result that we've got. Uh, it's very, very upsetting. I mean, I know we have a lot of listeners in the States. I think we actually have more listeners in the States than we do in the UK. So just some advice. <laughs> please, whoever the Democratic candidate is, please vote for them. Yeah. Please don't let your like left infighting and all this nonsense, just let Trump get in again. Please, for the love of God. Uh, because Yeah, like, vote in somebody who doesn't want to buy the NHS. Yeah, vote, yeah, exactly. Vote in Bernie. He'll do, he'll do something good. Or, or, or whoever, the, whoever the hell your candidate ends up being. It doesn't matter. Biden. Oh, just vote for Biden. It doesn't matter. Biden, Biden's terrible, but just vote for him if that's the candidate, because Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because he will be better than Trump for another another term just oh, it's so it's so depressing it's fine we're all gonna die um <laughs> everyone everyone in the uk that earns less than eighty thousand pounds a year is gonna die uh will die um pretty much everyone in the uk that plays magic will probably die uh it's cool it's all good what a lovely end to 2019 oh jesus christ man it's so bad i was just <laughs> like i was kind of getting excited for christmas and now i'm like oh everything's pointless everything's pointless <laughs> Um, yeah, the NHS will be sold off. Uh, people living in poverty will continue to live in poverty, probably die. Um, even if the NHS isn't sold off, which it almost certainly will be, it will continue to be stretched and people will, will die waiting in A&E for 11 hours. Uh, people won't be able to feed their children. Yeah, it's great, man. I, I love this country so much. It's It's weird. I always imagined, like... When I was younger, watching like like sci-fi movies and like like Terminator and like that kind of thing, like you think of the year twenty twenty as being this just like you know apocalyptic you know nightmare hellscape, and looks like it probably is going to be hell yeah the uh, the United Kingdom. What a what a great place to live. <laughs> what an excellent uh, place. How's your week in Magic been? Ah, uh, not bad. I haven't really played that much Magic again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, we ran F and M, and it was all just sort of like because it was obviously the day after <laughs> the election. We were just like some, sort of commiserating and trying to play magic to to uh, forget our troubles, I guess. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't play. We just ran F and M. We it was difficult to find modern this week. I think it's just because it's Christmas. People don't want to yeah. spend money or play magic, or maybe they're like, we have quite a lot of people who who have family in other countries, so I think there are like a lot of people like leave over December over the Christmas period, yeah. so quite a few of them went there. Christmas Christmas time is a time where, like, obviously students all go back home and stuff as well. Yeah. So, 
yeah, totally understandable. And also, like, nobody, ha- nobody has any money this time of year as well, because you've got to go and buy gifts for, for people. I've got loads of money. Did you not hear me talk about how, how much I'm working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. It's working all the time. Uh, when I say loads of money, I've got enough to pay for my car <laughs> and my car insurance. So, you know. Um, but yeah, and then I played a bit of Legacy in Commander yesterday. Nice. Because it is currently Tuesday. And you decided not to record the podcast yesterday for totally understandable reasons. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> um, having, like, my house decorated... Um, like actually decorated with like painting walls and everything not just like you know putting some ornaments up or whatever uh so my house is in a bit of a disarray at the moment but uh, yeah what a, what a time to do it i know i know yeah my landlord decided to get it done like the week before christmas so i mean you can't really argue can you but no whatever i mean that does mean because we we're now recording on tuesday instead of monday so because i mean i i, I also need to apologize for just how late last week's episode was. <laughs> things get in the way, things happen, life happens, it's Christmas, I've got a lot of stuff on. Um, yeah, I think we've just sort of resigned to the fact that, like, this, like, December slash early January period just just is terrible for us, and it just all sort of falls apart. It absolutely does. I mean, like, I was gonna I was gonna finish doing it on Thursday and get it up, done up on Thursday night, and then, you know, things happened. <laughs> yeah. And I was very sad, and I was like, I was like, I had Friday off my other job and I didn't have to start working until half four and I was just like, I didn't get out of bed until like 12 because I was just too depressed. Yeah. Um, so apologies again for that and which means this episode will also go up late because obviously I'm working tomorrow night. I'm working all day tomorrow so I won't have time to edit even slightly because I'll be getting up at half five and going to bed at half eleven after a full day of work. So this will probably come out on Thursday. I hope. Which is only a day late, right? Yeah. That's, that's not bad at I'm all. I'm not making promises. I mean, to be fair, I don't have to make promises, because by the time you hear me say what day it's going to be on, it will be on a different day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got we've got a lot of, of, of fun stuff to talk about this week, but before that, how was your week? Uh, my week was, was fine, as far as magic goes. Uh, I didn't play much. I haven't even played any Vintage Cube yet. It's just been oh. like... Yes. So busy with so many things. How did I forget um, that? I'm currently in the middle of a vintage cube league. Nice. Oh, the holiday cube is back finally. Yeah, it, they put it up like a day early and everything. I, just, I haven't had time. Just haven't had time. Has yeah, it's been been quite a lot going on outside of magic, and yeah, life's just been getting in the way. But this this week, it's up until like the 16th of January, right? So you've certainly it got, is, yeah. you've certainly got time to get a few drafts in. Yeah, I finished work until like January on Friday, so I've got yeah, plenty of time to get plenty games in over over next week. Yeah, um, yeah. I have played a little bit of Arena though, managed to get some of that done. Uh, uh, still just grinding, grinding my way to Mythic, playing uh, Blue White Control. You decided instead. to play Arena instead of playing Vintage Cube or Magic Online. Yeah, who are I you? Been, well, I haven't been able to like commit like solid chunks of time. Oh, you just need like an hour per draft, an, an hour for the draft, an hour. Yeah, per match I haven't. I've been able to commit like an hour, uh, <laughs> and like a full solid hour at a time over the past couple of days. That's really. fine. That's enough for a match. That's enough for the draft portion. It's uh, then another hour chunk is enough for a, a match. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like I haven't, I haven't had an hour. Oh, <laughs> had, like, oh, I see. Okay, fifteen minutes here, fifteen minutes there. Oh, Jesus like Christ, like okay. enough time just to get in like a game here and there when I can. But okay. it's yeah, it's it's been it's been a busy old time. <sighs> Christmas normally is, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm climbing, I'm climbing, and I figured, like, with the time I've got off as well, 
I might actually hit, hit Mythic before the end of the year. Oh, sick. I mean, are you off work now? No, no. So Friday, I, I break up from work. And how, how long have you got off, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm off until the 6th of January. Oh, screw you, man. Which is all right. I get, all right. I get two days off. Damn. I've got Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And then I get New Year's Day off as well. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, I chose this job and knew that going in and all that stuff. Oh yeah, I, I've I've certainly done jobs in the past where I've where I've had oh yeah, yeah I've had like done jobs in the past where I've had like Christmas Day off and like that was it. Yeah, it sucks. In working Christmas Eve, in uh, off Christmas Day, and then back in work on Boxing Day. That's so bad. Things you have to do sometimes, but yeah, you know, it's a choice I've made, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. But yeah, I'm looking forward to lots of lots of vintage cube over the holidays and hopefully hitting mythic before the end of the year. I think that's that's my goal. It's my personal goal this year. I think. Excellent. Just just hit mythic once, <laughs> <laughs> one time, and then never do it ever again. Yeah. I mean, that's a perfectly reasonable goal if that makes you happy. And considering there's no other ways to actually play competitive magic while you live in the UK, then hitting mythic on arena seems a reasonable goal, I guess. Yeah. Finish on the top one thousand. That's that's the plan. That's, that's the plan. That's literally the only way to get anywhere good these days. Yeah, probably. I suppose you can go to like a nine-person PTQ, <laughs> <laughs> which currently seems to be the average attendance. Yeah. <sighs> right. So, what are we talking about this week? So last week we did a, a look back at the year, all the ups and downs of the just the roller coaster of the year it's been. Mm. So this week I figured, let's take a look forward at twenty twenty, and get back to our roots. Let's let's have some just baseless speculation that's my favorite kind of episode that we do yeah some predictions for for magic in 2020 and yeah just what it's going to be like yeah i mean do you want to start it off cool yeah so i'll start it off with uh i don't know i don't know if this one will be too controversial but at this at this moment in time, it's quite baseless, I think. But fires of invention will be banned in standard at some point next year. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's been just so much stuff in terms of bans and power level of cards that there's not really been much mind paid to fires of invention, has there? Yeah, not at all. No. Um, I think I think most people are very well aware at how just how powerful that card is um mm-hmm. like when you look at like the like the jeskai cavaliers deck is is very good it's like just getting to cast your cavaliers and just winning the game on like turn five turn six is is, is very good yeah. um but i think the rest of the deck sort of lets it down a bit when you compare it to like the some of the more uh like sort of aggressive gruel decks or like the like the june sacrifice deck and the simic flash deck's quite good against it so i, I think the the deck isn't the best positioned in the meta at the moment, but I think the the power level of that of that card is is is. I mean, it's well known by people who are playing the deck, but I still do think that is is flying under the radar a bit. I think it's just like it's one of those like just another example of what's just pushing the power level seemingly unnecessary, unnecessarily. Yeah, it's just that thing again where like essentially essentially you're casting spells for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You dump four mana into it, and then once you once you've got one of them on the field, yeah, sure, you can only cast two spells per turn, and you only cast spells on your turn, but you're casting spells for free, and that's that's never a fair thing, and it's never really a healthy thing. 
No, I agree. Okay, well, I mean that seems like a reasonable base of speculation. Yeah, I think it's just one of those cards where it's it's one or two cards away of just just doing something ridiculous, and you know between Theros and Ikoria and whatever the core set brings, I'm, I'm sure we'll see. I'm sure we'll see something something that breaks it. Cool. So again, here's another bit of. I'd say, say it's it's baseless speculation, but I I do have a bit of logic behind it. Go on. So, next year, every standard set will have full art basic lands. Ooh. Uh... So we've got we've got uh, Theros Beyond Death. Yes. We know that they have the full art Nyx lands. They suck, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm not. I mean, they're not for me. They're really not for me. I think they, like, as a piece of art, they're nice and no, I guess they're kind of cool. But I, I don't like them being lands and they, yeah, they're just not for me. I dislike them very much. So we have those ones, which is already confirmed. Mm-hmm. Then we also know that we're going back to Zendikar. Yes. And you can't have a Zendikar set without full art lands. Ooh, that's true. That's very true. Which makes me think that. We know Ikoria is the lair of the behemoths, and it's going to be it's going to be big creatures. It's going to be something something new and exciting, and it's it's lair of the behemoths. So you you can imagine it's going to be it's going to be quite a quite a cool or interesting landscape. And I think one way they could really show that off is in full art basic lands. Yeah, I really hope they don't. I feel like they could. Basically, uh, and man. then I think the. The only the only one where I feel like there might not be full arts is the core set. Yeah, probably. I don't, not. Why, I don't know why they'd put full arts in a core set. I think that would be that would be something that we haven't seen before, and I don't know if that's something that would be likely to happen. But I, I think I think another thing to consider is is the sort of shift to the focus on on digital as far as standard goes, and pretty much all of the cards. And yeah, like all of the lands essentially are full art lands on Arena already, because you don't see the card frames on any of them. Yeah. So I think having more sort of full art lands and interesting lands, it just gives you more sort of customizable options for Arena, which I, I think is something that people will want and people you know, might want to buy as well. Yeah, remember when full art lands used to be special? Yeah, I do. And I really, really do. Yeah. Yeah, not a not. Oh, I you know, know. They're in. They're in like every other set between like supplementary sets and standard sets. I mean, I mean the Fallout the Fallout Snowlands were nice. Cool. Yeah, Fallout Snowlands were really cool. I, I really like those. Uh, but we know we're getting new full arts in un, unsanctioned Sh- next year. Sure, whatever that's yeah. called. But that I, I don't think anyone cares about that set, do they? Yeah, I mean, I I I'm looking forward to seeing the fifteen new uncards. Sure. But uh, the whole reason that the unsets were good is because you could draft them. Yeah. I don't want pre-constructed undecks. Nope. That's going to be... But it's it's new cards for an uncube, so that's all right. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like... I hate the Theros lands. Like, honestly, the Theros lands suck really bad. But I just don't like the just increased Fallout land thing. I hope that's not true. It could be true. Yeah, does that... Like, so we know... I mean, it's... It, like, you know, th- these, are all, these are all meant to be sort of... You know, very, very little. Yeah, but they're not. It's not baseless. Very enough. little. So yeah, it is. It's it's just baseless. Baseless. It's you know, 
December 2019 now. I'm just gonna just gonna fire some shots in the dark of things that we know nothing about. Yeah, but it's not. And let's see. Let's see what comes true. I don't think it's baseless enough because like Theros we know has Fallout lands. Zendikar yep. will have Fallout lands because it's Zendikar. Yep. So I want more. Give me give me an next one. I want it to be completely ridiculous. Cool. So next one is one which I, I think is probably the least ridiculous on my list. That's. Uh, I'm going to go back on what I'd said a couple of months ago, and that we're not going to see any Fetchland reprints in Zendikar Rising. Uh, I agree. Yeah, no Fetchlands. Um, I think now that Pioneer is a thing, I think they've made it quite clear that they don't want Fetchlands in Pioneer. Yep. So I, I think just that that alone rules it out. Yeah, that's an easy one, I think. I, yeah. I agree. Hopefully they'll find somewhere to put them, because Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I... <laughs> The need to reprint them. They really, really need to reprint the Zenikar Fetchlands so badly, just for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know where. I don't know where they can at this point. Well, like there needs to be. You know, like every everybody says it. There just there needs to be a reasonable, re, like a meaningful reprint. You need to get Scald and Tarn down to like thirty dollars. Yeah, I agree. And the only way they can do that is in in a standard set or or in a supplementary set at like standard prices yeah like a conspiracy three type deal or a battle bond or something like that yeah yeah i mean they, they know they must know and maybe it was planned like the first time we all kicked up a fuss about them being so expensive yeah so maybe it's i mean it's probably coming they've probably got it in development somewhere it's just like it's still a long way off for in terms of us but i guess what's you know when they're going to print them yeah, that is true. Yeah, but yeah. I figured to the fact that they've been so explicit about not wanting Fetchlands and Pioneer, and like even to the point where like they talked about like formats being defined by their mana base, and how Pioneer isn't going to be the the Fetchland format, and that's going to make it different from modern. I think that alone is is enough to say, no, they're just not going to be there. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's a perfectly reasonable call. I agree with that one. I think. Yeah. So next up, I've got there will be a Pioneer. Mythic Championship, or Players Tour, or whatever it's going to be called next year. Man, these aren't these aren't baseless and wild enough. <laughs> well, they haven't announced announced any of them yet, so I think we could well see a Pioneer Pro Tour. Yeah, I agree. I think they want to push the format a lot, and that we, you know, we've had modern Pro Tours very recently, or Mythic Championships or whatever. So putting a Pioneer one's like just correct. It will happen. Yeah. Um, it depends how fast they they force through Pioneer on Arena, I suppose. That's yeah, that is, that is true. Because um, it's definitely a format they want to care about if they're planning on putting it on Arena at some point. Because Arena is the only thing they care about currently, um, outside of just directly selling singles. So, yeah, yeah, Pioneer, Pioneer, uh, Mythic Championship or Player Store will will definitely happen, one hundred percent. Cool. And finally on my list, I've got no Legacy GPs next year. That's also correct. That will definitely be true. I think that's one that I really don't want to be true, yeah. and. Uh, given on given like legacy gp attendance we've seen this year mm. i think it would be really bad if they did that and i i don't know how much of it is a wizard of the coast decision or a channel fireball events decision mm. but yeah I, I think i think at this point i'm gonna take my shot and say there will be no legacy gps or gp main events or whatever they decide to call them next year uh yeah i yeah agree with that I think there'll be plenty of side events that'll sell out and and be super popular and I think a lot of players will, will call for Legacy GPs and Eternal Weekend attend, attendance will probably go up but yeah, I, I just I don't think there'll be a Legacy GP 
Um, Legacy will be the last format to die. Like, the last paper format to die. Yeah. 100%, just because the community just cares about it so much. And we, we talked about this the other week. Um, but I think, you know, it's quite clear that Watsy's trying to kill off paper magic. At least at least com- competitive, sanctioned c- c- paper magic. Like, they still very much care about EDH. Yeah. Like, that's very clear. EDH is going to be their paper format, and everything else is going to be on Arena. Uh, and that's how it's going to work. So I think, but I think Legacy would be, the, would be the last paper format, outside of Commander, obviously. But the last, like, constructed, competitive format in paper to die. Because just everyone loves it so much. And like I said, like the attendance. But yeah, I don't think there'll be GPs. To, there'll be a legacy GP next year. Absolutely not. It just won't happen. Yeah. Okay. All of these have been very reasonable for you. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's they've announced quite a lot of things like very far ahead. So like we know a lot of like you know base level information. Like we know what the sets are going to be. So it's not like I can just go. No, oh, the the third set to be released next year will be Cal time because we know it won't be and yeah like we know like there are pioneer gps and yeah i, I feel like there is there's kind of less scope for more sort of ridiculous you know wild fun speculation at this point than there had been in in terms prior in i guess years prior yeah you can just make like kind of informed ones like um i mean it's just like, what will the supplementary products be? Like, Modern Horizons 2 is a consideration, but probably not until 2021. Conspiracy 3, yeah. possibly. I, I think we're more likely to see Battle Bond 2 next year yeah. than a Conspiracy 3 next year. Yeah, I'm really gutted that Battle Bond wasn't that as, as popular. People didn't really take to it, and I don't know why. That set was great. I mean, I know we didn't, and we talked about it on this podcast about how the format was for us, but that set yeah, was great. I think, I think it's, it's, just, it's just an identity issue, I think. I think the... The format is definitely... Uh, it seems to be an odd one, because the two-headed giant thing is definitely geared towards you more sort of casual player. Mm. But, like, the format itself... Like, it looked like the games were pretty cool. Yeah. And the set was full of stuff for, like, casual and commander players. So, I, I just... I don't know. I really don't know. Casual and commander players don't... I, don't I, think, I think I want to like it, and I think with, with hindsight... I'm certainly higher on it than I was at the time it was released, but I, yeah, I, I just don't know who who its intended audience is. Its intended audience really? is commander players, but commander players don't draft because commander players think commander is the best format and the only format, and think every other format is stupid. So that's why I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're going to love the, that commander draft product next year. Then I'm so hyped for that commander draft product. I really want to. That's that's thing I can make a baseless take on because it's 20, 20 card booster packs, right? Uh, yes, yeah, I think so. So I think you will draft four packs. Yeah. Of that, probably. Because the amount of playables you need. But it depends how big the decks are. We don't know how big the decks are going to be yet, do we? Because you're, you're absolutely not playing a 100-card draft deck, even though it's Commander. Like, that's not happening. Well, how about how about you take a shot now, then? What's your, your baseless speculation for, for Commander Legends? Oh, it will not sell. People will buy packs and singles, but the draft won't ever happen, because... People who are committed to draft and like to play draft don't really play commander, and people that like to play commander don't really like to draft. And it, it, it appeals to like a very certain niche of people who enjoy stuff like cube, who want to just have a fun draft product. It's the same kind of people that conspiracy appeals to. With conspiracy, never has a wild, a wide appeal, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I, I think I, I agree with that. I think I don't know. I, I really, I think in conspiracy is a fantastic limited environment. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it it definitely appeals to 
to limited players more than a battle bond or style set would i think yeah but yeah yeah i, I don't know i'm i'm personally really looking forward to this commander legend set and like just to play the limited format um i'm not a fan of commander at all as is well well documented but i i'm all for like you know single player limited experiments like this definitely like i love conspiracy conspiracy is one of my favorite just formats to play uh cubes grace i even really enjoyed that legendary cube that they did that one time on magic online and never again that cube sucked man it's probably the worst of the cubes, but I, I definitely had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna clip that bit where you said I'm really looking forward to Commander. <laughs> <laughs> it was followed by the word Legends, but I'm gonna clip it and I'm yeah. saying I'm, it's gonna say I'm really looking forward to Commander, and I'm gonna post it all over the internet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, don't, I don't think it will appeal to the right people. I think it's a great idea. I think people will not draft it in the numbers that they want them to draft it in. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because I genuinely think, like, the kind of players that I interact with, like, the kind of, like, you know, the super casuals and, and, and what have you, and, and however they're, they're labelled, um, you know, whether that's unfair or not, is that they're like, Commander is the best format, why would I ever play? And if, like, they never draft. I've never seen, like, a hardcore Commander player draft, ever. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they don't want to do it. They're probably not very good at it because they've never done it. But then also you have the limited players and like, well, I don't like Commander, I want to play limited, so I'd rather play a standard set which is designed for limited rather than this Commander set which is designed, it's got it's got a finger in both pies, right? Like, it's trying to be a Commander set that's getting the right reprints out there that's meant to be, kind of gets like your Oracle of Moldire or whatever into the, into the hands of people that want it, but also introduce new cards and new sweet legends that people want to build around and like maybe some cool new mechanics, but like also be a reasonable draft format. I'm like, that's probably yeah. not going to get the playability that you want i guess from from who you're aiming at so i think it, yeah. i think command legends will be sweet and i'm looking forward really looking forward to it i think it's just, it, it it kind of appeals to the casuals like me where i'm like i'm very interested in competitive magic but never play it and have no interest in like actually competing at magic yeah. and i'm very interested in, in commander because i'm just very interested in playing magic all the time because it's fun i think i'm the kind of person that set really appeals to because I want Commander cards, but I also enjoy Limited and enjoyed Cube and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I think I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I just don't think it will be as successful as they want it to be. In the same way that Battlebond wasn't as successful as they wanted to be, despite the fact it was an excellent product. In the same way that the conspiracy sets are never really that popular, despite the fact they're excellent sets and really well designed and a really cool idea. Um, yeah, definitely. I think the same is true. I think the same is true of Mystery Booster. I, yeah. I think that won't that won't do as well as they wanted it to because you, you can see, like we talked about it over time. All those people that just like straight up left the initial draft at the at the Magic Fest or whatever at the Mythic Championship, wherever it was, they just straight up got up and left and wanted their money back because people don't, a lot of people don't want that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it's strange that it looks like it looks like it should be a. I, I don't know if like competitive is the right term here, but like a competitive product. Like it looks like it should be like a master style product, you know, like a cool, interesting high level draft experience because that's the way those types of sets have been the past like five years or whatever mm-hmm. but when you actually take a look at the at the set and you know take a look at the, the draft environment and the the way the games play out it definitely looks like it's it's more of a casual product but then it still has that competitive style product pricing so yeah i, I don't i don't know Depends it's on a bit of a strange one i'm looking forward to drafting it myself next year magic players want too many different things yeah. I think it's reasonable. Like whenever there's a master set or a, like Modern Horizon style set, where like the point is that there are a bunch of competitive and expensive competitive cards in the set, 
is that people just draft it because they want to go. They they want an excuse to open boosters. Yeah, and that's why people will draft Commander Legends. They will open it. They, Commander players will play because like, oh, I get a chance to open X card that I need for my Commander deck instead of just going and buying the pack and go, going and buying the single online. They'll want to. That's what it's well. It's what always happens. They're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna draft this set because I want to open a Mana Crypt or I want to open a Chase the Mind Sculptor, not because they want to actually draft. Yeah, and I think you'll get those kind of things, and then they'll they'll tail off really quickly. It's really annoying when that happens. You just get like some fool in your pod. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just get some idiot in your pod. It's like, oh, I just want to I want to open the boosters. I'm like, just go and open some boosters then. Like, stop ruining it. <laughs> stop ruining a goddamn draft pod. Because I yeah. want to draft like kind of like you just you know some people are bad at draft and that's fine. I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not like that annoyed about people being bad at draft. When you're just in the pod just to open some value and then leave. Like, why are you in this pod with me? You've ruined my experience because you're just <laughs> trying to. Oh look, I, I took all these fifty p rares. You know, oh cool, right? You, that's very cool. Well done. <sighs> and I think those are the kind of people that will draft Commander Legends. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm excited for it personally. Yeah, I I, I think it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, Ooh, how much of that's going to make it into the final edit? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Christmas. I can say the word "fuck," right? <laughs> and we said it last week. We said it like four times last week. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> what's what's your next spicy take then? Oh, there will be at least two five color legends Ooh. somewhere next year. Because they just can't, help, they just can't help themselves. They can't stop printing five color legends. Yeah, I'm sure I read. I'm sure I read something where they said they wanted to put like, where they wanted to design more five color legends, or like put like one five color legend in every set, like that kind of thing. Are they just good stuff? Yeah, this is the thing. So like this year we've had Golos, which I have a deck built yeah. around, uh, and he, like I have an, I have a Golos EDH deck, and we have Kenrith, which I I'm currently building. Um, an EDH deck around. That card is stupid. Kenrith? Yep. Yeah, but they just they don't have any clear build path, right? Yeah. Really? Like, Kenrith, I'm building as group hug, because you can target everyone else's stuff or everyone else with the abilities, right? Yeah. So I'm building as, like, pure group hug, and it's going to be a stru- stupid deck, and everyone's going to hate it. Um, but generally, like, it, it's it's just a general good stuff commander. Golos is the same. Like, I've built it as a lands commander, because you, obviously Golos finds a land, and I had a lands deck that I wanted to kind of turn into five colors anyway, to so build into that. But you could, that's just good stuff because you pay seven mana and just cast the top three cards of your library, or play the top three cards of your library because you can play a land. So it's just generic good stuff, right? And it was the same with like, yeah, I mean, any any five color card that's a four of in standard decks is <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing. Like they're, they're they're designing these cards for commander, but they're just like generic good stuff, and it's not like yeah, because you had like I mean, before it was you were so you were so um kind of throttled on what five color commanders you could play. You could play Child of Alara, which was obviously good stuff. Progenus, which is obviously good stuff. Chromat, which is obviously good stuff, but very, very bad because Chromat sucks. And that was it. And then they printed like... Oh, well, I mean, you, there were some bad ones. You could have, you could, you could have like the Reaper King, right? Or like the Slipper. Yeah, yeah, Reaper, but Reaper, 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 King, Reaper King has a build path, obviously. Yeah. Slivers has a build path, obviously. Yeah. But the other three... Horde of Notions. Horde of Notions is... Has a build has a build path, right? Like it's tribal. I get, yeah, it's the elementals. Yeah, there, and then they printed yes. then they printed the Ur Dragon. Well, you had sign of the Ur Dragon stuff like that, but they all they, they're yeah. all tribal because those those tribes span all five colors. Yeah. Uh, so like you had the Ur Dragon, which is dragon tribal, and then they're like, oh, we need to think of a five color legend that just like anyone can play for anything, and then you're just like, well, can you design one that's like specific to something that isn't just everything or specifically a tribe? 
it's just uh, I don't know. I'm getting kind of sick of them now, like the Five Color Legends. Yeah. So I think there will be two next year. Probably one in the corset, and probably one in I imagine a courier. Yeah, probably. Um, that leads me to another hot take, but not hot take. But I think that a courier will be monocolor themed. Ooh, that's interesting. I think it will have because it's a big monster set, right? That's the point. Layer of behemoths. Yeah, the point. It, it's meant to be big, big monsters. Build your own monsters is the uh, is the tagline, I think. Yeah. So there'll be like big monocolored monsters, I think. Yeah. Which also, because they're doing the five commander decks, right? Yeah, they are, yeah. This is the first time they've done five commander decks instead of four in quite a while, because they used to do five. Yeah. And what does magic have five of? Colours. Oh my god. <laughs> was that for dramatic effect, or were you genuinely trying to think? Uh, I was trying to think of something funny uh, to say. Oh, okay. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I want to get I want to get my hot take in, in there that I've just uh, that I've just come up with. Oh, okay, cool. So right. I mean I haven't I haven't just come up with, but I I'd forgotten about it, it until until now. Sure. Um yeah, so I think those five commander decks will be monocolored because we haven't had monocolored <clears throat> we haven't had monocolored commander decks in a minute. And yeah. printing five of them obviously you can't print monocolored decks if you only have four of them because you have to leave a colour out. I mean you could just leave out white because white sucks in Commander and every format. But yeah, I think that's perfectly perfectly fits in. They have five decks, so it's gonna be five monocolored legends and they're gonna have five monocolored like beasts and it like tails nicely into like Theros where you're like kind of mid range, like kind of aggro mid range with the monocolor theme generally. Yeah. And then you you leave that into like massive monsters that are monocolor themed. So that's what I what I think. What's your what's your next one? So my next one is Ikoria Lair Behemoths mm. will have triple-faced cards. What? It'll have triple-faced cards. How do you make a triple-faced card? So Wizards of the Coast already produced two games which have triple-faced cards. Okay. They have uh, Duel Masters. Yeah. Uh, and they have the Transformers game as well, mm. which sort of has triple-faced cards. It has, like, a giant card, and then it has, like... A smaller card which folds out like the giant card, Ugh. and Ikoria is all about huge, huge behemoths and big monsters and make your own monsters. So I don't know how they'll do it, but I, I think this will be the set they'll do it in if they, if they do do it. I think mean, we we saw I mean we saw them try to do something like that in the past with Meld, yeah, and now we know like. It's something that they do with Transformers. It's something that they've done with Duel Masters for a while. We know that they can do it and because they do do it in other games. So I think if they're going to try it in any set, this is probably going to be the one. I think, I think, so it's Maker a Monster, right? And yes. then there was like, there was a, um, a panel at SCGCon that has just been put on YouTube with Gavin, Gavin Verhey on it. And he talked yeah. briefly about that and he was like, oh, there's big monsters, but you'll have to wait to see how we do it. Um, yeah, uh, and I think it'll just be augment, like or whatever that mechanic called from unstable. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll just be that. You just I, like... I guess it was like a like a black bordered version of that, probably. Yeah, that's what I think. It'll be like because we know there's there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of keywords because we know that uh, that in the uh, the product line that the uh, the packs come with double sided keyword counters. Oh, okay. So I assume it's going to be like like the punch out tokens from Armonkest. I would assume so, yeah. So it's something like that where you you like host this onto this, pay this and it gains trample, or pay this and it gains flying, that kind of thing. And 
or if yeah if if this card is is augmented with with this card it gains flying or yeah i think that, that i think there's going to be ways to give give them keywords that's what it looks like yeah yeah okay yeah i think it'd be something like that uh, it, uh, when it's laid out like that it sounds kind of unexciting and kind of boring yeah well, I'll give this trample. But it could it could be triple-faced cards. <laughs> it could be triple-faced cards, you're right. That is the thing they're able to do. Whether they yeah. should do it or not, God knows. Oh, yeah. I I agree there. I mean, Meld was pretty cool, right? Uh, was it? I Yeah, I thought so. I think, it's, I think it's fine. It didn't really see any competitive play because that standard format was horrendous. Oh, but... no, I saw it the other day. Someone was borrowing my Ilhog deck and I have... Uh... What was it Hamwire Hamwire Abutments and Hamwire Garrison, right? Hamwire Garrison, yeah. And I'd never done it in that because it's right. Those deck, those cards just in the deck, just to because they're fun. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. And someone, someone was borrowing my deck. Actually, did it, and I turned around yeah. and they had the what was it Writhing Township or something? Yeah, Hamwire the Writhing Township. Yeah. They had that in play. I was like, that looks sick. <laughs> you forget how yeah, stupid it looks. It's huge. It's it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's very I, cool. I had I had. Gisela and Bruno in the same in the same pre-release pack and did it once and it was like yeah nice. amazing yeah it was so but yeah that never came up in constructed really ever right yeah no because it was like like Jeskai Black and then after that it was like energy and stuff yeah. and I, just, I don't know yeah that 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 standard wasn't great yeah. but no, but yeah big... yeah I, I feel like like they they tried and I I thought Meld was it was pretty cool yeah I mean Korea have will have big monsters but they'll be physically big right <laughs> like the cards will be yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's just the return of meld. Well, like something like that. I think it's like orbit or something like that. Like you just like attach things onto things, and like, okay, maybe it's got to be like double faced or something like that, right? Like, there's got to be some. <laughs> okay, okay, you can have your triple face. That's fine, but like, there's got to be like some way to like physically change. It's not just like a card, right? Like the, the cards have to do something. Like they have to flip over or they have to turn into yeah. something else. You have to attach them to each other or something like that. So they'll be like. Something you can represent physically with pieces of cardboard rather than just a piece of cardboard being representative of something. Yeah. So I think there'll be something like that. There's got to be, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what it is, is no matter what. And yeah, I mean, it's not really a prediction in the sense that the other ones are, but I guess I'm probably going to predict that Ikoria is going to be my favourite set to be released next year. I mean, it's definitely in my kind of jam. Like, yeah. big ones, is, like I said before, it kind of sounds like a bit like Naya. Yeah, like, we know. Like practically nothing about it, but it just sounds cool. It does sound very cool. Even like that, I even think like even the name sounds really cool. Yeah, it's it feels weird to me that they're kind of they're releasing it like just before the new Zander car set. Yeah, I don't know. This seems like the kind of place that would have like big scary things. I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, we'll have to find out. You can lock in your triple faced card take. <laughs> see, if <Yeah>. actually, <laughs> see if that actually comes true. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have that many predictions because like everything's so up in the air. I don't know. I could be like. Another busted three mana planeswalker. Uh, another busted free spell. Green will have a really good. Card. Yeah, they're gonna print. A, they're gonna print a broken Teferi in corset Teferi. Oh like, my God. Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Like, there's loads of like really low ball takes you could make, right? Yeah, just like all oh, these things that <laughs> evidently get... wizards will make a design mistake. <laughs> there will be a ban in standard. Like you can make those kind of like small takes, and I, I hope those things don't happen. But eh, they probably will because the thing with like. Obviously, we talked about the article they wrote. We're like, oh, lessons we've learned from design and like mistakes we've made, and we're sorry. But it's like, I mean, Theros is locked in, right? 
Theros, you can't, you can't change Theros now. So if there's something broken in Theros, it's in Theros. And like, maybe it's too late to change stuff in Akoria. There's probably something broken there they can't do anything about. So, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. There's pro- uh, yeah, okay. My hot take is there's going to be a standard ban next year. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that that aligns nicely with mine. <laughs> there will be a standard ban. There will be fires of invention. <laughs> oh, I meant like of a print of a card printed in twenty twenty. Yeah, not of like. Yeah, of that's fair. But I mean, yeah. yeah. It's just when you think about like Throne of Eldraine, it's just like the most played set, right? Out of pretty much yes, every yes. set, like in every format, I think. Because I've got a bunch of cards in my Legacy deck that are Throne of Eldraine, a bunch of cards in my Modern yeah, deck. Yeah, but between like Throne of Eldraine and Modern Horizons, I think like. They've just they've changed things just just dramatically. Just the whole landscape of magic, where those cards are legal. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? What a what a great year. I mean, hopefully we won't have something as as defining as that next year. I hope there's something reasonable. You know. Yeah, I I hope so as well. And I, the the thing that they've always said, and I've always repeated through this year, is that 2019 is is the year of transition, the year of change for magic. And yeah, I, I hope next year is going to be just a bit more stable yeah. like sure it can look different to how magic's looked in the past but more stability would be nice please oh there will be a playable standard card released in a supplementary product there you go hey there we go that's a either that's a the, either the <laughs> either the biobox promo or they'll release like a brawl deck or something with one of the sets or yeah well yeah Theros has got Brawl decks. No, it hasn't. And it also has themed boosters. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have brawl decks. Has it, has it got commander decks? It hasn't got any. It hasn't got anything. It's got nothing. No. Okay, sweet. Okay, well, Theros has themed boosters with um, standard legal cards that aren't in the booster packs. Yep. So, with that at least. There'll be something broken in there or something, or like whatever decks will have something stupid in it that people need to buy a $30, $20 thing for just to access the card, like Corval or whatever. There'll be something. Uh, another prediction, loads of LGSs will close because they can't afford to stay open. Uh, Secret Lair being indicative of that. All these takes very lukewarm. I think it's just our sort of like opinion of what's in general. <laughs> um, the, I think that's been very bad this year and I can't imagine it going anywhere next year. Just them like yeah, just continuing to crap on game stores for no particular reason. You know? Yeah, I, I, I fully agree, to be honest. It's really sad and kind of depressing to think about it but it, it it's it's the business model like the way we see the way we see magic change and evolve and it very much mirrors what like the triple a video game industry looks like and it, it's quite clear to see that quite rapidly they're becoming a, a company that cares or at least you know hasbro cares more about how each quarter looks and how the long-term health of the game is. Yeah. So, because there was no... There was no problem with the model before, really. Apart from it didn't make a crap load of money. It made money, but it didn't make enough money to satisfy Hasbro, I guess. But the model yeah. before, like, where you support in game stores and you release FTVs and stuff that they can use. And you care about the game store and you want people to go and play Magic there. And they're like, oh, no, Arena's the best thing to do. And, like, it's just completely changed. But the system before was, like, good, right? I mean, Magic was it, still growing. It was... It was it was good. It could have been it could have been improved, and I think there were clear ways it could have been improved. But I, I guess they they just weren't aligned with what Hasbro had in mind for for the company. And yeah, it, it's it's quite 
it feels quite easy to see or quite logical to see what they're doing from like a purely you know capitalist financial viewpoint just for like for Hasbro and and how it all plays into how that industry works in 2019 yep. but it's it's yeah it's just a real shame that it's it's going to end up really damaging the, the game stores that have been there for you know 25 years yeah and that's what they're gonna do yeah because like like why why sell to a distributor to then sell to a game store when you could just sell for like pretty much the same price to amazon yeah and then they can sell their product cheaper than a game store direct to players and you don't have to worry about a global distribution network yep it's sad but i i can I can understand why they're doing it. I don't agree with it, but I understand. I mean, that's our main prediction for next year, right? Rip Magic 2020 to 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Magic will die next year. Great, there as it go. does every year, as it does every month, yeah. as it does every day. Wonderful, yeah. cool. Um, does that about wrap up our predictions for next year? Because I know we've got yeah, a, so. another couple of things just to quickly touch on before we get out. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I, I'd love to be able to predict something a bit more exciting and off the wall, but... Yeah, like at this point, I feel like we know we know more information about what's coming out next year than we usually do this time of the year, and yeah, I feel like there's there's not a lot of scope outside of just things that are too ridiculous. Yeah. Well. But hey, maybe we'll get triple face cards. Maybe you never know. I'm sure you'll be very happy if we do. <laughs> Right, cool. So, there's a couple things that have happened between last week and now that we must yes. we must touch on before we, we leave. So, first of all, Pioneer bands. Yes, we've had some more bands in Pioneer. Nexus of Fate is banned. To the, yes. To the cheers and applause of literally everybody. Uh, okay, Thief of Crowns is banned. To the yes. cheers and applause of literally everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, those were bands that we expected and everyone likes and everyone's been calling for forever. Absolutely. Like I, I, after we had like the last bannings, like I said, like oh, it's just Nexus of Fate's world now. We we just live in it. And then hey, look, Nexus of Fate's been banned. Like it's yeah, it's fairly straightforward. Yeah, um, I think both those both those bands are great, and we're gonna come come at some point definitely. <laughs> yep. So we now just I think have a reasonable format in in terms of Pioneer. The ban list looks pretty good. Yeah, I think so. I think we said a couple of weeks ago that once you ban Nexus of Fate, the, the ban list looks about right for the format. So we'll see how it goes from here, and hopefully people will be more inclined to start picking up the format and playing it on a regular basis rather than just you know, yeah. all this stuff. I, I agree. I think it's. I think they've gone about it in just the absolute correct way. I, I've loved these like weekly banning announcements, and I've loved watching the, this format evolve. And I, I just think it looks completely different like the way they've done it as opposed to like if they just looked at cards that had been banned in standard and just banned them like like imagine if like etherworks marvel was banned <laughs> like, <laughs> like the card just the card just just isn't that good because the rest of the deck around it is just terrible yeah the deck i mean well, it might be good at some point if you ban yeah, everything maybe. else it'll be good but but like at that point like you can just play cool mid-range decks with siege Rano. yeah that's what you want ban the format until siege Rano is good yeah absolutely uh, so along with this announcement, we also got the fact that there will no longer be scheduled ban and restricted announcements. Yeah, I guess that's the the final banning of the air is is the ban and restricted announcements. Yeah, 
<laughs> so, so there will now, like, everything essentially will now be an emergency ban? Yeah, so the, the, there's going to be no sort of set schedule anymore. Um, and they, I guess they reserve the right to ban a card whenever they, they see fit in any format. They've said that bannings will always take place on a Monday. Yep. Uh, that should give you, you know, like a few days to prepare for a tournament if you have a tournament that weekend and they do need to, like, really emergency ban something. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. Like again, I feel like it's one that I understand uh, in this digital world that we live in. I think like for the arena formats, especially, it makes a lot of sense because we've had like weeks go by where we've seen like Field of the Dead dominate, we've seen Oko dominate, we've seen like like so many cards just just creating an unhealthy environment, and like the faster that they can just like nip that in the bud, like the better. But at the same time, I feel like it's it's going to lead to some some inevitable feel bads for I think some of the some of the older formats. I think definitely. Yeah, I mean, like it just like it kind of feels bad for player confidence, I guess. Yeah, that that that's it. I think because you know you don't get if you're if you're not like completely on the pulse and know exactly what's going to get banned and what's too good and what's too powerful, you're going to get back cards banned that you maybe invest a lot of money in. That feels kind of bad. But like in terms of like keeping a game reasonable, I think emergency bans are fine. Like having them every Monday, like 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 same with like how pioneer has been. I've really enjoyed that. Uh, like you said, because we just it means every Monday, even if there's no ban, like ninety percent of the time it won't be a ban. It's just like Monday there's might be a ban, and that just that feels a lot better than having to wait like two months just to see if something's going to get banned. Yeah, definitely. So I'm uh, I'm pleased with this announcement as someone that keeps their finger on the pulse of the format and knows what's going to get banned and what isn't and what you, could, what you should and shouldn't invest your money in but some people are going to feel bad about it I think yeah I, I just wish there was there was some sort of like happy medium between like no schedule and whatever the schedule was yeah I think it, it would be it would just be nice you know like if there was like I don't know like a monthly if there was just like a monthly announcement yeah like the, the last Monday of every month or like the first Monday of every month We'll we'll do the ban and restricted update. Yep. But at the same time, we have the right to you know we we have the right to emergency ban cards in between that period if we need to. Yep. Just just something visible rather than like not knowing, not knowing you know when when your card could just get banned. I don't know. I I I, I do I do understand it and I do think it does fully make sense for for standards and like arena formats like I said, but. I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's exactly how I would have gone about it myself. No, I uh, I agree. It, it it is what it is. So yeah, we'll see how it goes from here and see how how much it does. But I think the, the bands we have are very good. And I'm sure people are very excited about that. Just play burn in every format. They're never going to ban anything in burn. Just play the card mountain. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll definitely win games. <laughs> cool. So I guess the second thing I want to briefly touch on is secret lair. Yes. Specifically relating to people living in the UK. Yeah. They're being charged a crap load of money for things that were meant to be $30. Yeah. Hmm. We're getting charged customers. So, yeah. That's what's happening, and it feels really bad. Yeah, we, we've seen secret layers have finally started arriving in the UK, and there's been been some customs, well, not customs fees, it's been like VAT uh, added on to. The packages so you get like a lovely note from the post office saying hey you owe us some money even though that you paid 
a load of money to Wizards of the Coast, so you wouldn't have to pay any customs charges. And yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of people getting quite upset about it, and like very understandably so. And like time of recording, we haven't heard anything back from Wizards of the Coast at all regarding the issue. So I don't really know what to make of it at this point, but. I know as far as I'm aware, and as far as many other people were, at least like most other people were aware, the you know, the additional charges we had for buying the products were so that we wouldn't have to pay anything extra. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that feels really bad. It's like, we were specifically told that people in the UK wouldn't have to pay more. Yeah. And then you had to pay more on order, and then now you have to pay more on uh, arrival. Yeah. That feels incredibly bad. Yeah, it does. Yes, they, they said that... It, it's uh, UK is listed as one of the, the DDP countries. Uh, so taxes, tariffs and custom fees would be paid on purchase. So at point of sale, we paid... So if you got the bundle, like I did, you paid an additional $68. And that covered uh, any taxes, tariffs and custom fees. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they've arrived over here and everyone's got a, a lovely note saying, oh, hey, you owe us 20, 25 quid or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I should know about this considering this is technically part of my job. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it just seems like those custom things get made up. And that has nothing to do with how much they pay. Like, it doesn't matter how much, because it's a UK thing rather than a US thing. So they can pay all, you can pay all the stuff you want, like taxes and whatever in the, in the US. But as soon as they get to the UK, that's that's this country deciding on that thing. So that was never going to be affected by what WotC do. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I guess it's something to do with Scalefast as well, who's the, the company that WotC were using for this. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, yeah, that's just another thing. I to don't mention. know. It's it's, it's, it's still it's still in early days, I think. Um, so I think hopefully Wizards of the Coast will, will respond, and we'll get we get some clarification. I, I mean, like personally, I, w- I would at least like some sort of apology, even if it's just like a collector's booster or something. Say like like oops, we we you know, we explicitly said people in this country wouldn't have to pay more. And this people in this country have had to pay more, so here's an apology. I don't know. It's just a nice way to, you know, level off the 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 year that has been 2019, I guess. Oh, it's it's been a it's been a wild year. It really it's has. Been, it's just been ups and downs, and I, I think that's the, the thing I'm most looking forward to next year is just just hopefully stability. I don't care if it's all bad or if it's all good. Just just stability, please. Oh, there's only two weeks after this year. It can't get any worse, right? <laughs> I think that's that's everything we wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, I think so. Keep it shorter and sweet this week. I think um, just like I said, a, a nice bit of a fun, mostly baseless speculation as we wind down this 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 year, this tumultuous year. I think there's a lot more base than uh, <laughs> it's a lot more base than you thought going into a lot of your texts. Yeah. Quite full. I mean, I, yeah, I tried to I tried to be I tried to be baseless yet still grounded in reality. So baseful. Yeah, quite probably. Baseful takes, full of bass. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about bass. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and on that, uh, <laughs> if you've enjoyed anything you've heard today, you want to get in touch, hit us up on social media. You can get at us on Twitter at hrofdeepcast, facebook.com slash hrofdeepcast. Yeah, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash devastation. If you liked anything you've heard and want to give back anything at all, tears start from as little as $1 per month there. That's roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode. 
You can find the podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. That's the one. If you have an iPhone and you have a podcast app, it'll be there. <laughs> if you would like to like or subscribe or leave reviews or ratings or whatever, wherever you can, that would be really appreciated. Or just share with people that you know. That would really help us out. Yeah, ju- just just tell a friend. Like even even if like you know they're just gonna like listen to it and laugh at it and mock it, just you know boost those numbers. Oh, unless they're a Tory, don't show it to them. Yeah, no, agreed. They're not allowed. <laughs> they're not allowed. Awesome. If you want to get at me on my own personal social media. I'm at Peach Garden Oaf on Twitter, that's Oaf with an F, or Facebook.com, I'm Joe Loudon. Uh, you'll find me pretty much just like just being miserable about the election results. Oh hell yeah. That's that's pretty much it. I try I tried to think of like a fun happy thing, but it's yeah, it's difficult in the UK at the moment, so spare spare a thought for your your friends this year. <laughs> Please do. I mean, yeah, man, like, you know, donate to food banks, help people out, give some money to homeless people, yeah. consider volunteering. Jesus Christ, it's going to get worse from here. <laughs> if you'd like more of... And where can people find you on Yeah, if, if you'd like more of that doom and gloom and despairing loudly into the void, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at snail69. Nice. Thank you very much. Awesome. So that is all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned, so we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation. Thank you.